Okay, questions? <laughs> Dare you any? Hi. Um, I was just wondering if you would talk about um, a little bit about why you got into the case with Randy Weaver. In with what? Randy the Randy Weaver, Weaver case, yes. Um, uh, Bo Gritz went in there and uh, to try to get Randy Weaver and the, the, his mother, the ladies laying on the floor, Mrs. Weaver dead with her bullet hole through her head, her whole face shot off, little boys laying out in the shed dead, and they're going to kill Randy Weaver, and he never did anything wrong in his life, never even had a driving ticket. And they're going to kill those two little girls and a baby, two girls and a baby, before it was all over. Bo Gritz tried to get him to, to, re, to, to surrender. So he said to him, if I get Jerry Spence to defend you, will you surrender then? He said, yes. So he came, called me on the phone, and he said, will you represent Randy Weaver? And I said, well, I don't think so. I, he doesn't believe like I believe. He is anti-Semitic, and he is racist, and this and this. And of course, it turned out that he wasn't any of those things. The FBI puts out a lot of information to make us hate people before they kill them. Because if you can, if the FBI can, and, and the government can make you hate people, then it's OK to kill them, isn't it? I mean, that's their history is we hate him first, then we kill him. So what eventually happened was that he went back and told Randy, I, I said I'd talk to him, I'd be happy to, I'll come up there and even talk to him, but I don't take cases without talking to clients. And of course Randy didn't have any money either, and that wasn't, an, didn't, wasn't the issue, but I came up there, uh, well, for, before I could come up there at all, he went back into the, to Randy Weaver's house and he said, Mr. Spence has agreed to represent you. Well, I've, I thought, you know, everybody, the government's been lying to him. They've killed his wife and his children. I can't be added to that list of disappointments and sickness and hate. And so I talked to Randy Weaver, and I said, Randy, I don't believe in anything that you believe in. I don't believe in your views on religion. I don't believe in your views of, of racism. I don't believe in anything you believe in. But one thing I do believe in, and that is your rights as an American to be treated fairly under the Constitution of this country. And you're going to get a fair trial, and I'm going to see that you get it. So that's how it came about. I'm Drew from the San Francisco area, and <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, the great Sun Tzu in his book, The Art of War, says you should never defeat an opponent too surely. should I leave them a little bit of dignity. Do you think this is true in the courtroom? Yes, I do. And, uh, and I've read the book, and I believe he's right. I believe that the greatest power in the courtroom turns out to be love. And whenever I have a chance to use love against a witness, to use love in the courtroom as a power tool, I do that. And I never challenge my opponent like I just did out here. 
because I don't want to motivate him to, to defeat me. I want him to be comfortable. I want him to look at this country bunkin. I want him never, and I have, a, I have lawyers that say to me all the time, why are you going to the opponent and asking them to settle the case? I say, I always ask every opponent to settle the case, and I give them a reasonable opportunity to do it. Always give them that. And I never threaten them, and I never tell them what doom they face. I think it's nicer for them to find it out. <laughs> Where are, you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm over here. Oh. Yeah, my brother told me I have to meet you, and I now know why. But I understand you win a lot. And my question is, you've taken quite a few very famous cases, but how do you determine which cases you will take and which yes. cases you won't? Thank you. A case has to turn me on. I have to fall in love with the case. My trials are love affairs. I hear lawyers, and when we were in law school, there wasn't any issue about justice. Nobody ever taught us about justice. It was about the, the science of the case. Law isn't a, justice isn't a science. Justice has to do with human beings and feelings. Justice is a feeling. What's justice to one isn't to another. Now you think I'm not gonna answer your question. The question is answered in this fashion. When I see Imelda Marcos, who is hated and despised by this country because she, and she was once the, the most beloved of all, Nancy Reagan thought, hosted her, uh, President Bush said that the Marcoses were the greatest people, um, the, the beacon of liberty in the world. But the press decided something different. And Giuliani, the, president, the, the mayor of, of uh, New York, wrote the Secretary of State when Mr. Marcos died and was no longer available to prosecute. They, he said, we guarantee, Giuliano says, we guarantee, he was the United States attorney, a conviction against Imelda Marcos. Why? Well, because she owned 3,000 pairs of shoes. And because she was a world champion shopper. That's about the reason. I got to know her. When I met her, I fell in love with the case. I mean, the United States couldn't prosecute her husband. So they're going to prosecute her. And when I, and I see injustices, when I see the courtroom used as a means to forward greed or to forward political positions or to dominate helpless people, I, I get turned on and I take the case. On the other hand, if a corporation comes by, as one did one time, and I was being a smart ass and I and they came into the, that's a legal word, smartass. You can look it up in, in um, words and phrases, it's there. 
perfectly proper words. You go home and tell your parents. So Jerry Spence says, for you not to be a smartass. <laughs> what was I talking about? Uh, corporation. Hmm? A corporation. What? <laughs> oh, I was going to be a smartass, and I said, you can't afford me. They said, why? It was a big corporation. I said, well, my, my fee, I was just being a smartass. I said, my fee will be $5 million. Retainer. Or more on that on top. I never heard anything more about it. About three weeks later, two weeks later, here comes a check in the mail for $5 million. <laughs> so I go home to Imogene. And I say, honey, I finally made it. Look at this sucker. She says, what are you going to do with it? And I said, well, I don't know. What do you think I should do with it? She says, you know what you should do with it. You know what you should do with it. <laughs> and then she didn't say anything more. That's all there was, and I had to send the check back. But it wasn't because of the money as much as it was that I could not get turned on to the case. Professors say, don't get involved in your case. I say that if you can't love your client, can't love the justice of your case, can't proceed out of your heart and out of your soul, then how do you expect a jury to find for your client?